0: Good afternoon, everyone in Augusta and surrounding areas. Welcome to the most recent edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Over the last several weeks, we have talked at length about how COVID-19 has impacted the way we go about our day-to-day business. And again, today, we're going to talk about another aspect of that, which is recreation. As you know, all of our gymnasiums and community centers, um, the YMCA, various other places are all closed as a result of our need to increase social distance. So we've had to exercise in other places and in other settings today I want to focus on outdoor recreation and uh, I love to walk I'm one of those folks that likes to exercise it's a good time to clear your mind uh, good time to uh, talk to God uh, whatever it is that you feel like you need to do in peace and meditation you can do it uh, in an outdoor setting being out with nature always makes me feel better Uh, I have gone to the Riverwalk on a frequent basis. I've gone to the North Augusta Greenway. uh, But I think of all those places, my favorite is our Augusta Canal Trails. Uh, You can start at various locations. I've done a start at the Savannah Rapids, at the Croc Center, at Lake Almstead, just depending on what my mood is that day and what I want to see. Uh, We are very fortunate to have those outlets where we can exercise while practicing safe social distance. And this afternoon, we're talking to one of the people who makes the Augusta Canal Trails possible. I have with me as my special guest, Mr. Dayton Sharouse. Dayton is executive director of the Augusta Canal Authority, and he's going to be with us to share a little bit more about The trails, how important they are to our community, how they came about, the role of the Canal Authority, their relationship with uh, the Augusta government. So we're going to cover a number of topics. Uh, Dayton is a consummate professional uh, and we have something very, very important in common. Both of us are former county administrators for Richmond County. Dayton, welcome to the show today.
1: Thank you, Janice. It's a pleasure to be online with you and uh, talk to you about something I think is very important for uh, our city and, and this area.
0: Okay, Dayton, if you could start off uh, giving us a little bit about your background. You've been in our community for a long time. Uh, You've participated in a number of uh, important initiatives for our community, uh, and you've served in several roles where you uh, were able to make a difference for us. So could you just tell us some about your background and the roles? I know you came in, I think, to Richmond County Government as a planning director uh, some time ago, and you have moved Uh, around in various roles since that time. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: I'd be glad to. Uh, I'm like a lot of people in Augusta, I'm a transplant. I was uh, born and raised in uh, Central Florida and uh, went to college at Florida State University. And uh, and, I moved here in uh, the summer of 1968 to begin work with the Augusta Richmond County Planning Commission uh, which was a joint commission between the city and the county and of course at that time the city and richmond county were two separate governments uh but the planning has been was consolidated dating back to the 1950s and um, i stayed in that uh, position until uh, 1980 when i became uh, uh the uh county uh administrator uh, uh which had been recently a Put into effect a few years earlier, and I think I was the, the second county administrator, and uh, I stayed in that position for, like I say, from until uh, 1980. And uh, it was a period of uh, pretty rapid growth uh, in uh, Ripton County, uh, and uh, a, lot, a lot of good things that were done. And uh, but uh, there became an opportunity uh, with a, a group called Just Tomorrow, which was a group of. Uh, of uh, private businesses, uh, principally in the downtown area and the other then partnered with the city. So it was a joint uh, private partnership. And and, uh, and I, I started that in uh, nineteen uh, about uh, 1985 when I left the position as county administrator. And at that time, um, you know, some of the major projects we were working on um, was with the with Riverwalk. Uh, it was it was uh, done during that time period. Uh, the the conference center and the Marriott Hotel and the the, the uh, office center that's down at the end of Tenth Street. All of that was done uh, during that time when I was uh, yeah. executive vice president for Augusta Tomorrow. And none of that I don't think would have been possible without uh, the, the the joint partnership between the city, and, and the private sector, and uh, uh, we were able to uh, get things done, uh, you know, very quickly and, and get into implementation, and as I said, that's when the Riverwalk was originally built, and uh, uh, the breach in the levee, which opened up the riverfront uh, to the uh, downtown area, and the uh, Marriott and Convention Center and all that work was uh, done uh, during that time period. So uh, it was uh, an exciting time to to be working with that. And then in 1993, I I did consulting work for about five years. And then, uh, uh, but when I was with Augusta Tomorrow and uh, uh, we uh, made the, one of our board members was Hugh Connolly And he was a real estate guy in Augusta for a long period of time. And he he made the observation that uh, we were doing all this work on the Savannah River but there was another important waterway in Augusta, which was had been neglected, and that was the Augusta Canal. And And his observation was that it needed a special someone to take ownership, and, and not legal ownership, but ownership in terms of uh, making it more of an uh, economic uh, participant than it had been. And, of course, the canal, we were lucky to have one because it, it I think, saved the city from... Uh, extension when it was built extension when it was built in uh eighteen forty five. And so we got the legislation drawn up and submitted it to the General Assembly and it was passed in um nineteen eighty nine and uh, so it's a state created authority uh, and uh the it originally had five members on on the uh, commission and what um, we've pursued was the development of a master plan immediately for the canal and uh, it was uh, finally finished and uh, submitted and approved not only for uh, the city of Augusta but uh, the county commission uh, approved it uh, as well because it was right before consolidation and um, you know I'll admit that I'm uh, biased because I think if that had not been done it's very possible that uh, the city as we know it could have dried up and gone away like a lot of cities uh, uh had done along the savannah river and uh of course it's it, uh what we've been doing since then uh with the uh, uh, canal authority uh and i became uh the official uh full-time employee of the canal authority in uh 1998 i served in a uh unpaid capacity i guess because i was being paid by justice tomorrow from uh 1989 when the authority was created until I I took over as a full-time position in uh, 1998. Uh, So that's kind of a quick uh, uh, synopsis of uh, what I've done since I moved to Augusta in 1968. And like a lot of people, a lot of other professional folks in Augusta, I had numerous opportunities to leave. But when we got here, we found this was just a special place. And, and it, settled and it, it called it home and uh, we've never regretted that for one day uh, since then and it's been a, a great thing to be a part of and hopefully feel uh, uh, helpful in some way to make a lot of things good things happen in Augusta over those years.
0: Yeah, and we're really blessed uh, because of that. Um, You mentioned about the canal and the master plan and everything, and I guess I kind of want to go back to the origins back in 1845. At that time, the canal was there as an economic engine. Is that right?
1: Yes, what had happened is in the decade of the 1830s, uh, Augusta was continuing to lose population every year because it was basically... An agrarian economy, cotton and, and tobacco, and uh, but no industry. And um, uh, Henry Cumming was the son of the first mayor, and he traveled a lot, and he, he made the observation that up in the New England state, uh, the the textile industry was very vibrant, and uh, he made the and, and they drew their power from the river up, up up in the northeast, several rivers, and particularly in Lowell, Massachusetts and he made the observation that we had this great river run through Augusta, the Savannah River, and we, we produced the raw product for the textile industry and shipped it to the Northeast. They converted it into cloth, and then we turned around and bought it back. And he says, why don't we locate, locate the industry closer to the raw product? And he says, we can, we can produce power to run the mills by building a canal off the Savannah River. And of course, uh in usual fashion, and well, there was a lot of uh people who were against it, a lot of people who were for it for it uh, but uh, they finally agreed to it and uh, the construction was started in uh, April of eighteen forty five and and uh, remarkably uh it was the first uh, phase of it was completed eighteen months later in November of eighteen forty six now when I say it was completed. You got to remember, we're talking about the 1840s, and we didn't have the kind of mechanized equipment that we drag lines and those kind of things that we use today. the The, the canal was initially dug by hand. And again, remembering when we were talking about uh, some of the plantation owners came in and and, and constructed portions of the canal. And they brought their field hands in to do the work now again we're talking in 1845 so when we talk about the field hands of the plantation owners we were talking about slaves right uh, That came in and worked on it and uh so they took half of the sections and then uh the, the the crews that had just finished building the railroad from augusta to atlanta had completed that and they took the other half and and got it done in, in, in like i say in 18 months nowadays if we tried to do something like that, it would probably take us uh, a huge number of years just to get, get through the environmental clearance to exactly. do something like that. But it was a different world back then, but it got done. And uh, and so uh, particularly if you, if you have family here that's been here for generations, uh, back, particularly back to the 1800s, someone in their
0: family. Dayton, yes, you were talking about the family history and how if someone has been in the Augusta area or their family members have been in the Augusta area uh, dating back to the 1800s, there's probably uh, someone in your family that has some history with the canal project. Can you talk a little bit more about how significant that was in the community at that time?
1: Yes, uh, when the uh, canal was completed, uh, it became the major employer in the Augusta uh, area, and a lot of uh, field hands from some of the plantations and farms around Augusta that had no other opportunity to have a job other than work on the farm. They, there was this tremendous migration into Augusta to take jobs at, at the various mills. And as I said, we had, we had 20-something mills at one time operating along the canal. And even though the decade prior to the construction of the canal, the Augusta lost population in the decades following the construction of the canal and the construction of the various textile mills that located along the canal, the population of the city actually doubled in the following decade, which was an indication of how important it was uh, to to transform from an agrarian to more of a mixed economy. Agriculture was still important still important today but of course we got uh, a much different mixed economy today than we had back then which is strictly for the most part you, you, people used to say that you you weren't really a, a southern uh, gentleman unless you were involved in a plantation or farming and of course uh, uh, after after the mills were built that kind of changed uh, somewhat because there were many more opportunities for employment for the citizens of the area
0: okay And if we fast forward on to 1998, you said that is when you became full-time, full-time employee with the canal authority, the full-time executive director. Is that when the plan to do the canal trail started? Tell me when that process began.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had done, I completed a master plan uh, for the canal uh, in 1993 and, um, it became it got all kind of awards uh in fact we still follow it today as a matter of fact and uh, one of the things that was in there was the development of an extensive trail system along the canal uh portions of the canal uh, particularly on the upper end that stretches up into columbia county uh there was a trail a dirt trail already there because uh, when the canal first opened uh, boats uh, that were built up in petersburg georgia which is now under Thurman Lake, uh, they would bring cotton and tobacco down to market in Augusta and, and they would have mules that would, when they offloaded, the mules would pull them back up and they go back up and load up again and, and come down. So the, the, the spine of the idea of the trail system was along the, the, the towpath trail that starts up in Columbia County and came all the way down to 13th Street uh, in Augusta, which was the first level of the canal. And so, uh, we had this extensive plan developed for, to do a trail system and we started uh, implementing the construction, uh, in, in phases because we had to do it when we could get grant money available to, to do it. And so in, in 2000, uh, we did the first section of it, which was from the head gates in Columbia County, uh, down to, uh, uh, primarily Lake Olmstead, because the Georgia State Games were coming that next year, and they needed a um, a crossing of the canal behind Lake Olmstead. So we pulled that crossing out and did that to start with to provide the uh, uh, crossing of the canal for the Georgia State Games that were held uh, later that year. And so what we've been doing since then is uh, we we keep we've had constant trail construction going on. Since uh, ni- 1999 2000, and it goes, it stretches all the way along the first level of the canal, uh, all the way over to Dias Park, and then over to the over to the Riverwalk, and then uh, we've got various um, uh, we've got some well, private uh, groups that have created some uh, nature trails for nature bike riding uh, uh, that go off of the canal. system, trail system at the canal at the raw water pumping station loops around along uh, the savannah river and comes back out again that trail that portion of the trail is three and a half miles so it's a different kind of uh, trail than what you would uh, 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 find along the uh, towpath trail but uh, it, it is a very popular spot for folks that want to have a little more vigorous uh, workout uh, riding a bike than you would get along uh, riding along the trail and for the most part the trail from the pumping station which is in behind National Hills uh, along the canal up to the head gates in Columbia County is uh, left as a natural surface uh, which is uh, we, we, we tried to uh, pave a portion of it and I just about got tarred and feathered and ran out of town because uh, people wanted a natural surface. They didn't want a hard pavement, asphalt, or concrete. But all the new trails that we've done as we've got into the more urban area, and particularly the downtown area, all of those are paved. And we've just continued to do more each year. And, in fact, we're we're finishing up uh, one right now that will – uh, we just recently done the punch list on it and it extends the trail system from northwest of hawk's gully at uh, 15th and reynolds uh, all the way down to 13th street and crosses hawk's gully and the contractor should be finished with that by the end of of april and uh, we will open it up uh, at that time although i was down every time i'm down there uh, looking at the construction, uh, people are already using
0: it, working around, riding around the contractor that's trying to do, do work <laughs> down there. So it's, it's going to be a very popular
1: uh, uh, new section. And even though it's very short, it's only like seven tenths of a mile, uh, but it starts northwest of uh, Hawks Gully and goes down to 13th Street and ties into Riverwalk. We originally were extending it down to 10th Street to tie in the Riverwalk, but when the governor uh, gave the city or author, uh, uh, authorized the money to build the two cyber buildings on on the, on the Riverwalk, uh, he also added money to extend uh, the Riverwalk from 10th over to 13th, so that saved us uh, having to come up with the money to, to build that section of it, so this section, like I say, will be finished and open after the end of April. Uh, as soon as the contractor finishes the punch list of items uh, we've given him to go back to complete the project. And and that that's really critical because it opens up uh, the trail from downtown along the river walk. You can get on the trail system there and go all the way up to the head gates in Columbia County uh, if, if you want to. And, and that's probably, uh, uh, let me see, probably... 10-12 mile ride one way so and and then columbia county has picked up the headgate area and extended the trail system along evans Park road for for a distance so it's beginning to come, make up a pretty good
0: significant trail system uh for augusta yeah and that's where and tell me how is all that funded dayton
1: And the balance between that and uh, 1.4 is the local match that we have to come up with. And generally, where we've gotten the money to match these grants is through the special purpose option sales tax. We've been fortunate that the city commission, well, starts back before consolidation, but the city and the county would, would allocate money, uh, sales tax money, through slots for us to use use to match grants, and we don't use any of it for operations. It's all for capital improvement. So uh, this uh, section that we're, we're just finishing now, uh, the current allotment that we've got out of the block seven uh, from the city commission uh, will be about 230 thousand dollars that we have to match, and we're fortunate that we, we can use the sales tax allocation that we've gotten approved from the city to, to match those grants. requirement on, on these grants vary from department to department. Uh, DOT uh, is a 20% match, but we've gotten some other grants through the Department of Natural Resources, and it's 60-40, but they're all the same uh, you know, federal money, but there's always a local match, and we're fortunate to be able to have the money through the SPLOTS program to, to match these grants.
0: Okay, that's great. Now tell me if um, the average citizen's never been out there before. Um, what can they go on your website to figure out where they want to enter the trail and plow a route for themselves?
1: Yes, just go to our website, which is Augusta Canal. and uh, there'll be a, there's a map on there that shows the various uh, the trail systems uh, and where you know where there's parking available. Like you mentioned earlier, at uh, the Croc Center, or Lake Olmstead, or the Head Gates up in Columbia County, for instance, uh, all those are designated on there, and, and literally they can go how far they want to go. You know, if they want to really get an exercise, they can go all the way to the Head Gates and back, or if they just want to go a portion of it, they they got options. They can go a distance and turn around and 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 come back. So uh, it's uh, it's a great uh, opportunity, and you know every city to have things that set them apart from other cities in a competitive kind of environment. And I think we're lucky in Augusta because we had the foresight in the middle 1800s to, to build the canal, and lucky enough, we've preserved it all these years uh, when a lot of areas have abandoned their canal systems and filled them in, and we've got this great resource which is... Um, Really, the, the three purposes for which the canal was built are still relevant today. Uh, the first thing it was built for was power and hydromechanical hydro power, and that powered the mills. But it was also a source of public water for the city's water system. And the uh, Augusta Utilities Department uh, pumped water out of the canal, uh, up uh, behind, uh, uh, on the canal, basically behind uh, Lake Homestead. Uh, they pump water out of the canal, four miles up to the treatment plant, uh, Highland Avenue and Rice Road, four miles up the hill. Again, today they do it the same way they do, have been doing it from 1899, is hydromechanically. There's no electricity used in pumping, running the pump to pump that water out of the canal up to the treatment plant. The, the turbines are hooked directly to the shafts of the pumps and and they're they're powered hydromechanically and pumps out water up there and it saves uh the utility department and of course the city millions of dollars in in uh uh, electrical charge they don't have to pay because they do it hydromechanically the old-fashioned way and it's a very efficient way of of doing it and and uh, so it was a a number one was power uh secondly was transportation and um uh secondly was uh, you know thirdly was a recreational use of uh, use of the canal for recreational purposes um uh, either canoeing or kayaking or biking or walking or jogging and as i said there wasn't much of that improved uh prior to the 1990s but it's become by adding different segments along over the years since then we've got a pretty significant
0: Luckily, as I said, I, I'm one that doesn't necessarily like those things without legs. Uh, and I know sometimes people think about uh, being outdoors like that, that they might see a lot of them. I guess I've been fortunate. I have not seen a lot of them out there, but I would assume that they're probably uh, there somewhere, but probably just not crossing the trails. Yeah, yeah, we have some of
1: those that slither on the ground with no shoulders. <laughs> but you're right, you don't You don't really usually see them. They're in the brush and uh, outside the trail system.
0: Yeah, I just don't want anybody to get scared and say, oh, no, I don't want to do it. You're around all that water, and, you know, I'm going to see some of those, but I really haven't, and I'm more frightened than anybody of them, but I really haven't had them. I've always found it to be a very uh, peaceful and uh, comfortable place to, to get my outdoor exercise. Uh, Dayton, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we close out? I
1: might just, just summarize how we're really organized. As I said, we're state authority, created authority, but the, the appointments to the members of our board of directors are made by the individual commissioners, city commissioners. So each commissioner gets one appointee uh, to our board and then the legislative delegation, they get two. So we got a 12 member board. And and to some degree we all even though we're a, a a governmental entity, we operate much like a business because other than the splot money we get from the city, uh, we have to raise all our own money to do maintenance and staff and all the operational funds it takes to run the organization. So uh and we've got a membership society that people can be members of the canal society and all of that money is used for projects, not for operations. So uh, but We have a good relationship with the city, and uh, uh, we we're, we're, uh, work closely with them on a lot of projects. Obviously, we have to get all our plans approved with the city, but uh, uh, it, it, uh, it works, and um, you know, we're very proud of this, what we've been able to contribute to the local economy and, and keep
0: the uh, preserve a very historic resource for Augusta. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. We are out of time, uh, but I appreciate you being with us. And we'll ask our listeners to check your website and get out there and get some exercise. Uh, As always, I close with this, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your community and offering you wisdom for decision making. Tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. because local matters. Thanks.